just start recording now if we're gonna have this conversation. <laughs> okay, let's just start recording. All right, because we're trying to. Sometimes what we do. Welcome to Terra's. Welcome to Hickey House Mafia. <laughs> I'm I'm Hick Robinson, your Hick host, Hickey host master, and host Hickey host with the most. And we got Noel. I'm Hoel. We got Hoel. <laughs> we got Hoel over here. <laughs> Uh, we got to talk about the Hickey situation. Sometimes while watching, sometimes while recording oh. Tara's house, you maybe have picked up on this before. Me and Noel will watch the episode again muted in the background just because little we'll pick up on little things we didn't get the first time. And it just serves as a nice way to remind us. And we're trying to do a quick, brisk rewatch just to jog our memory. And it so quickly devolved into arguments about whether or not Rio and, and Emika have hooked up that I just clicked record and felt like we should start now because... I want to ask our viewers actually well, what they think about that. We we more or less did. I mean, here's where we're at. No, so we, we didn't. Two though. episodes ago, Noel and I, uh, in a rare moment of being ahead of the curve, spotted a hickey on Rio's neck, brought it up in the episode. At the start of the next episode, Peanut Gallery has a new guest celebrity Japanese actor guy. He's the best. First, Basically the first thing he says, is it just me or was there a hickey on his neck last episode? Me and Noel kind of debated it uh, when we first saw it. Uh, we debated it again pretty much every day since then. And we have decided to put out the call. Uh, instead of Googling it or doing any research at all, we asked you guys <laughs> what... I, uh, of course, this has been discussed on the internet by people other than us, right? Naturally. Yeah. But... Um, I need to go see that, too. What yeah? people have discussed on the internet outside of our Twitter. Because yeah. like, this... There's a... How many replies did we get? There's a boring theory that's just, like, makes so much... Well, before we get into the boring logical theories, let's talk about what our initial thoughts were. Because you have been banging the, no pun intended, the Emika and Rio hooked up drum about as long as we've been watching this pair interact. Because you can't... The leg touch. You can't even argue. Yeah, his arm was on her leg. You think the leg touch is like enough to convict him for having (laughs) hooked up with this girl? In Japan? Yeah. All right. You would know better than I would, I guess. But I... I, I mean, I one of the things I wrote down when we watched this episode last night was I don't buy the Emika theory. Would you do that to some girl's leg in public? On camera. In well, public, on camera. There's so many extenuating circumstances. One, they have chemistry, regardless of whether or not they've hooked up. Two, it was the most emotional morning in Terrace House history. Three people were leaving at once, right? It was just a weird... She was crying. He oh, was, like he was trying to comfort her. It was like, like there, there. Totally. It, it could have been like a putting his arm around her type gesture. He was basically grabbing her by the pussy. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fair. I don't know. It's, it's tricky to say, but... I need to rewatch it. That's... I mean... So yeah, I was either like... He either got me, the hickey from Emika. Yeah. Or he has GF outside the house. I'm just going to start rattling off the replies we got. All right. Um, Ant, RX Ant on Twitter says, Vivi 100%. Now, I want your review of each of these. I mean, what happens at the end of this episode, that's not a bad theory, right? No. Yeah. I, so, I mean, well, so let's, let's talk about it. We're going to re- discuss the entire episode through the lens of the Hickey cam. There is an extended makeout scene between Vivi and Rio in this episode. Yeah. She goes for it. Yeah. In a major way. Do you think that was their first kiss? Hard to say. Because I feel like it. you might want to test out like making out with someone before you do it on camera. You know? <laughs> that's, I guess that's true. You might want some kind of agreement where little, it's like... Little screen t- this is a practice one. Every time 
someone new gets in the house, they off camera they're like, all right, guys, we all got to get our practice kisses out of the way because in case something happens here, we got to get these, we got to nail these down. <laughs> but it, well, it, it sort of dovetails with what I said last episode, which is that Vivi feels like she's being an actress all the time, essentially. Right. That kiss felt like a performance the same way her lecturing Kai felt like a performance, the same way her lecturing Tupas felt like a performance. Um, she's a, just a performative person. So there's the Vivi theory. Uh, Ernesto Hernandez says, probably some girl outside the house. That's kind of one of the first things we talked about. Uh, when we first found the hickey, we talked about the idea that it could, that he had an external GF. That would explain his weird roundabout rejections. Totally. Right? Totally. It would explain that. Also, like, it's not, it's not totally beyond the pale to think that he... As hella hoes? Yeah, especially since appearing on this show. He's yeah. got he's got like a jillion Instagram followers. It's it feels reasonable to think. I mean, let, let's walk backwards. It does, like you said, explain everything. Let's say Rio meets a girl on Instagram, starts DMing <laughs> her like Japanese girl. They meet in person. They hook up. I mean, how would you not? Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I totally could see Rio being the type of dude who hooks up with a girl from off Instagram. And then all of a sudden, no <laughs> longer feels comfortable with the advances he's receiving in the house. He's got this like not sort that he of... was ever comfortable. Actually, no, with Vivi though, he, he was, was he was comfortable. There with was it a period Vivi. of time; it's, yeah. it's a distant memory now. But there was a period of time where they were actively flirting with each other, and at some point, he, that switch flipped, and he just she would be like, "Haha, you should get a tattoo of of the words Vivi across your chest, haha." And he's like, "Ugh." stop what are you doing like something happened in his life that made him not comfortable with her advances anymore and the easiest explanation is another outsider girl so i think yeah. that's a solid theory um look at the theory about basketball well before we get to that i'm just reading them in, in order here titos says pepe no question what great i i thought you of all people would be an advocate for this theory really the pepe theory who is pepe the closest to rio Really? Think about their bromance. Think about their goodbye was more romantic. Like, I want to stay close with you, man. I really mean it. That's like, true. Like, we're going to hang out all the time. I'm going to miss you, bro. That was, there was more romantic. I think we might have said this at the time. There was more romantic tension in that goodbye than in anything that had happened in the other 25 episodes of the show up until that point. That's true. I just, like, I can't forget Duca and Shohei's romance. Mm. That was, like, the most. True. That's yeah. a good point. Ruka's tearful goodbye was... Yeah. The way that Shohei, like, only told Duka that he was leaving and then Duka, like, crying. I mean, I still maintain that that was an accident. He was trying to sneak into the room to get his <laughs> shit and Ruka caught him. Right. Um, but that's a tip. That's uh, I like to skew my memory. Krellen.exe says, when I played basketball in middle school, I would sometimes get marks like that from my jersey being pulled. Could be the same thing. And then there's another basketball theory. Natsumi says, it's from the basketball game. Sorry, it's boring answer, but someone found pick of BB game. He didn't have Hickey beginning of the game, but later he has them. I retweeted the pick on my account. Also, I think Natsumi straight up like Japanese from Japan. Yeah, she lives in, in Shibuya. Um, oh, I'm, Shibuya, damn. I'm looking for the picks. She she retweeted it. Okay, here we go. So here's a pick. But how do we know it's no the same Hickey. game? I think they, these were probably found from a reputable news source. No Hickey. Hickey. Well, I mean, I can think of another explanation. Okay. Little action in the uh, locker room with the lads. <laughs> a little lad lads. on lad. Little lad on lad basketball action. Never hurt nobody. 
all all are unforgivable. Uh, the other reactions are uh, this guy says I did it. Uh, <laughs> Ellie says Ruka <laughs> from Beyond the Grave, uh, and then just Riley says Vivi or Rando. So I guess in terms of votes, it's a tie between Vivi and basketball. Yeah, <laughs> he's got, when, and really, if you think about it, for the past ten episodes. Uh, maybe less than 10, but for the past two months of Terrace House, uh, Rio has been torn between his two loves, Vivian Basketball. So it's kind of beautiful that our audience is split between those two theories. True. But it sounds like, from what you were saying up top, that you're a believer in the basketball theory. I also think, like, he would be careful and cover up his hickey if he was aware that he got a hickey. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's trying so hard not to, like, hurt them. I also can't imagine... Unless it's Vivi. Like, two of the girls in this house are so confrontational that there's no way... It didn't make it into the show, but they definitely asked something in in real life. When he walked in with that huge mark on his neck, somebody in the house, whether it was Hana or Vivi, hit him with a... Hana. Oh, my God. Hana would... Hana. So quick. So quick. I mean, just based on how we saw Hana act about the Emika earrings being taken off situation, that that cross-examination she did... Um, yeah, she definitely said something. I just think it wasn't aired. That's my yeah. theory. It, maybe people just weren't recording when the combo happened. Yeah, or maybe they left it out because it's more intriguing. Yeah, that's also a good theory. Could be that. But as usual, I think the simplest answer is probably the truest, and it's probably just a jersey-related b-ball injury. But damn, so disappointing. Hickey Hickey Gate is is fully. We can close the book on it and open the book on Rio being fucking gone after. The makeout sesh. After the makeout sesh. So at the top of the episode, we didn't mention it, but in episode <clears throat> 31, Rio um, says he wants to get food with everyone, which is suspicious and weird. And even Han is like, why? Um, and then at the top of episode 32, he announces that he's leaving the Terrace house. And I'm relieved, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like, how long are we going to drag this out? Totally. But yeah, so after his departure gets announced, it kind of accelerates his goodbyes. It, it also kind of explains like um, why he kept punting on these conversations with Hana and um, and Vivi. Like, the reason he wouldn't give them a straight answer and he said, I'll tell you later, is because he knew he was going to leave. But I think that's fucked up. He could have just told her candidly, I'm going to leave the house. So it's not realistic for us to have a future, right? If he knew he was going to leave, why did he make Vivi suffer through these tedious 25-minute conversations with him where he won't talk about his feelings? Um, so that they could make out. <laughs> you think, I don't, I don't think that he's in control of this make out. I he don't, just didn't want to close the doors to, to her a, pussy. To a pussy. He didn't want to close her labia doors. <laughs> yeah, that's, come on, dude. You, here's what happens so often in our relationship, Noelle, you'll say something, I'll say something 1% more, more explicit. And you'll be like, dude, you can't say that. But like, you just said it. I just put a finer point on it. <laughs> what did I say the other day? <laughs> In the kitchen? I know. I said that Blathers from Animal Crossing is hot. And then you said that I want... I forget. I don't I don't remember this. Anyways. I, I disavow. I any... guess I should stop saying things that I don't mean if it's one notch, if like, more granular. You, you like to teeter on this side of the line, <laughs> and I like to teeter just on the other side of it. Yeah. This kiss, this, this sort of final... I mean, this final goodbye, it's, there's a stark contrast between his final conversation with Hana... And Rio's final conversation with Vivi. I would have loved if Hana also like made out with him. Yeah, for real. And he made out with both of them and then left. 
He would have thought that was cool. That would have been Gallery great. would have crucified him. And so would the Japanese netizens on like 2chan or whatever. Yeah. And that's who it seems like at the end of the day he's really worried about. The peanut gallery brings this up too. He like is seems obsessed with reputation and he's just there to popularize basketball and rep the team. And it doesn't seem like he's there to, to date. Which is ironic because you pointed out when he first arrived, he introduced an English phrase to the house that... That just earned its own episode title. Bros before hoes. That was Rio, right? He was also just super stoked to like go out with everybody. Like his first night, he went on a walk with Cody, and You're then right. he took Emika to a game. Emika was super stoked about their date, You're and totally then he right. did like a complete one eighty after finding a GF outside of Terrace House. And I think that that lends credence to the the theory that episode, the previous episode was named after publicity stunt, which is. That line when the girls are like, I think he came to this house just as a publicity move. I don't think he was earnestly interested in, in trying to find love here. This always happens every season. There's yeah. half the cast is there for publicity. Totally. It's happened twice this season. He's just he's just a basketball version of uh, Kenny. He's basketball Kenny, man. Who do we like better, Kenny or Rio? Rio's funnier. Like, Rio has had more moments of actually being funny on dates and in, in the house yeah, I like Dio more too. Kenny was like unfunny and unwilling to play the game. Yeah, no, Kenny was a train wreck. But Rio, Rio had jokes, and for that he has my heart. Uh, you know, he switched up after Pepe left. That's when it. That's when it switched up. Lends credence to that Twitter theory that yeah. that's who left the hickey. Can I ask you something? When they have their kind of goodbye conversation, I'm, I'm talking about Vivian and Rio here. When Vivi decided to kiss him, what was her motive? What was the meaning of that kiss? Um, she's like making sure he'll regret rejecting her. Really? Slash horniness. Okay. There was no television. Because my thing, oh. I, to me, it felt like when Vivi joined the house and poured so much energy into kind of unabashedly mm. unrepentantly pursuing the dude that the other two girls were into yeah it felt like a ego thing and like a proving herself thing yeah like it felt I can see that it felt like a i'm not gonna back down on this dude because these other two girls are into him because i want to show the world how hot and unstoppable i am and so in a way like if if she hadn't kissed him there her and hana would have ended their relationship with Rio, their on-camera oh relationship gosh. with him, in the exact same spot. Crazy. But she kind of won. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she I like, see what you mean. She one-upped Hana by getting that kiss in. Hana never kissed Rio. That's true. Um, so mm. it just, I'm, I'm, I have, I see a lot of what Vivi does through kind of an uh, egocentric, narcissistic lens that is maybe fair, maybe not. But to me, my reading on that is it's like a, it just feels like a, okay, well, you can leave now, but I got this last, I got the only smooch of the season. You think that if he was like super into her, she would have ended up rejecting him actually? I think it depends on when his enthusiasm started. If he was recklessly pursuing her from the jump, then I don't think she would have been into it. She said as much that she likes being the pursuer in right. a relationship. But if, if he had started reciprocating like in the past two or three episodes, I, I think she would have been way into that. That's it's crazy how much 
like the success of a relationship changes depending on like when people start pursuing and like the way you pursue someone entire, like entire like marriages and and child have been had <laughs> or not had based on the the politic the politicking and the chess that goes on in the initial courtship it's a really fucked up way to find a life partner <laughs> it is fucked up it kind of just shows that we're all just selfish true um, and speaking of being selfish, <laughs> we have to talk about the last half of this episode, which in many ways feels like its own episode of Terrace House. Yeah. Like when we finished watching it, I remember saying to you like... At 3.30 a.m. Yeah, 3.30 a.m. <laughs> last night. We finished watching it and I said, hey, Noel, you want to do something crazy? The episode where Rio left and announced his departure was the same episode where everything that just happened happened. And you were like, what? Because mm-hmm. the back half of this episode is all about Emika seeing herself on TV and having essentially a, a total meltdown about it. Right. It was heavy. It was really brutal. Yeah. And it was it was interesting to me for a few reasons. One of which is it's the first time we've seen plenty of, of scenes, even in this very season, where people react to how it feels to see themselves or conversations they've had in the house on TV. Yeah. This is the first time we saw a Terrace House cast member this season react to the peanut gallery roasting them. I think Ruka actually has better mental health than her more stability you mean like more ability to take criticism yeah because he turned it all into self-sufficiency and growth he was really efficient with the bad feedback yeah whereas emika i mean and through no fault of her own i mean she's self-aware of it she even says after her breakdown she's like i'm just not cut out for this house yeah um at all it's Um, hard i i would probably have a breakdown too so the thing that she's breaking down about is it's the scene when she gets home from her ginza sushi date with Rio, and she's like humming to herself and whistling and saying, Oh, I joked that he was gonna take me to Ginza. I can't believe he really did it. Mm-hmm. Which I gotta be honest, I, <laughs> she says stuff like, Wow, there's no doubt that anyone would hate me after watching that. I, I thought that that scene was so minor. I don't think we hated her after that. Yeah, no. What is she like? What am I missing? Why is that scene so damning? Well, okay, the peanut gallery criticizes everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But she's just taking it like harshly or like the blows feel so big to her but to us it's almost like a level playing field because we see all the blows and we like dissect all those blows evenly and and we don't take any of them personally because none of them are about us exactly so well i think another thing to note here is that we should be clear it's not just the peanut gallery that bothered her oh right it's the instagram yeah she wakes up the next next morning after and she's all like puffy faced and sad and was clearly crying herself asleep, she wakes up, come downstairs, and talks about how there's still chaos on her social media accounts. She actually brings that up pretty often. Yeah, she she even foreshadowed it in episode thirty one when she said, "I'm nervous because the new episode's coming out. I'm getting DMs about it on Instagram already." Yeah. Uh... I just there's something about like. They should give these cast members like therapy on the side or something. <laughs> For like, free, it should be included. Yeah, Get like, a therapist as a cast member. You know, like when people come back from war and they get therapy. I, I think that they should just introduce a therapist on the show. And not like Vivi, who thinks she's a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> like an actual certified one. But like also there's a lot of stigma around mental health in Japan. Mm. So it'd be cool for them to bring a therapist on and kind of like break that stigma yeah. as well. I... There's also this component of this. I 
Han is fine because she takes out her frustration on the ring. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She's got a really great outlet for it. Yeah. And also is kind of maybe more used to being a public or semi-public figure than these people. That's true. Like we've seen conversations with her and her friends talking about the perception of female wrestlers and how mm-hmm. people think they're too masculine or not feminine at all. And Hana, even though she does wear her heart on her sleeve, mm-hmm. can kind of take a, a beating physically and emotionally. Yeah. Um, there's also the component of this that I I don't know how much you can speak to this, but there's this reputation that anonymous Japanese netizens are especially cruel. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I just I, my my assumption of them is I just think about like the amount of headlines and stories you see about like two chan posters, kind of severely bullying people and. And being incredibly cruel and just that when they're given the ability to be anonymous will be highly judgmental and mean. And so it's easy to picture for me, like what Emika's Instagram DMs might look like and how that might hurt her. Yeah. Um, Their society as a whole is like less individualistic and a little bit more judgmental mm. as well. I think I would do great on the show because I'm so bad at re- reading kanji that I wouldn't even understand what people were saying. So, like, I wouldn't be affected. Bro, if that's the yardstick, I'm the best Terrace House member ever. Because I don't know what the fuck. I'm out here using Google Translate on these mean comments. To well, out- a lot of these, like, bilingual people, like, I'm sure some of them aren't that great at reading kanji either. Mm. So they're probably not as affected. It's Especially this season. I mean, we were talking off air about how unbelievably bilingual this season is and how much fun it is. Like yeah. when Vivi was lecturing uh, Kai last episode on the pool deck, he was like switching between Japanese and English mid sentence. Which is so cool. I thought it was awesome. It's, yeah. it's fun to like, as a, as a non-Japanese speaker, to be reading the subtitles and then to have an ellipses and then it cuts to him just finishing the thought in English. Yeah, it's fun that they're, like, normalizing that. Yeah. It's a good excuse for me to not get better at Japanese. And speaking of things that make me feel good, I, I there's this burgeoning, maybe it's wishful thinking. God, God knows we have gotten our hopes up for relationships that led nowhere in the past. Right. But I think that Kai and Hana are, would be a cute couple. Their interactions are so pure and nice. He's a yeah. great listener, as you pointed out before. Every time they go get dinner together, like after the wrestling date in this episode, it's it's really sweet. They have chemistry. I, I just, I hope that Hana's open to it and she's not still like, I guess, hung up on the Rio situation. I think Hana's a really good communicator and she's good at having open conversations with anyone. Mm. And if, if you look at everyone in the house right now, that's a girl that could be potentially Kai's GF. Yeah. Vivi so far has just criticized him. Yeah. Emiko doesn't speak. <laughs> and then Hana's like the only one who can have like a normal combo with him. True. So I see that maybe happening. You can see it happening. I hope it yeah. does. Oh, but Emika's leaving. So there'll be a new girl. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. this weird thing. So Emika announces the morning after her, her uh, sort of breakdown that she is leaving the show. But then weirdly, the final scene is this conversation with her and Tupas where he's like, <laughs> um, I have feelings for you. And she, she straight up says, I have feelings for you too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's easy to forget. I forgot that she said that. Right. It, that's kind of the ending. But there's so much in this episode that also happens. I, here's a question. If they keep dating 
after she leaves, will Terrace House film it and air it? I think in the past they've filmed and aired people that have left. I'm trying to remember like the exact situation. I feel like it's happened before. Well, I think one possible point of comparison is the ukulele guy who kind of weaved his way in for a few episodes this season and was filmed when he was going on dates with girls in the house. So it was like, if if it's a meaningful interaction in the, in the life of a house member, then it'll happen. I guess I just wonder if Emika would be open to it, what the rules are. Would she be like, no, fuck this, this show ruined my life. I don't want to be on a screen for another second. You think Tupas would leave to be with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah? He doesn't like, I don't think he is a good fit for Tara's house, <laughs> frankly. I know. He's not a big talker. He's not super um, sociable. I think that what he's found in Emika, which is a hot girl who seems to like being around him, mm-hmm. is for a guy like him, worth its weight in gold. So much more important than I being on TV. See, you keep talking about him as if he's not popular with girls. I didn't say that on, into a microphone. <laughs> Off, while watching, I may have expressed <laughs> that I feel like there's a slight discrepancy between the symmetry of his face <laughs> and, and what Emika's got going on. I think he would actually be very popular with women. That's crazy. Mostly because of his height. If you got rid of his height and his K-pop haircut, he's like not... But it doesn't matter if you got the height. We This show is... We come back to the height <laughs> subject a lot, don't we? I mean, it's... Even in the US, like... It's a big deal. Yeah. It's just something I don't think about ever. But I'm... Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. So that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. I kind of want to see him grow, though. I I, I enjoy watching like him. Like, in height? No. <laughs> yeah. Because he's already pretty tall. I mean, he is pretty young. He could still be growing. But he is. He, he, he could be. He's interesting to me. Interesting. That's crazy, because I don't, I don't <laughs> like it when he's on the screen. He does almost nothing for me. The only things that are interesting to me are the occasional eccentricities where he speaks incredibly formally or says or does something weird. I get enjoyment out of that. But ever since I saw what seat he picks in movie theater, I am fully, fully not on his team. Oh, what seat he picks? Uh, yeah. Back back row. Right. You're still thinking about that. I think we just don't, we don't know him yet. I don't want him to leave before we figured him out. Yeah. I feel like it's happened a lot this season where people left before we figured them out. But, but at any rate, uh, we're going into episode 33 with two empty slots. Which is great. A new boy and a new girl. That was cool. A quick turnaround. It felt like it. I, I wrote in my notes, G, I wrote, bro, the fucking turnover on this job is crazy. But it, I think it's because the first crew were just like really down for the no rent scenario. <laughs> like they didn't do shit and they just stayed there. How how sick would it be if, I mean, we're in what? almost It's December 1st now, I think, because it's like the first day of Christmas. We know that because right. there's a little Christmas action between Emika and, and Tupas listening to Christmas music on the couch together. Very cute. We're That's cute. T-minus three months Terrace House time till Corona hits. <gasps> what if we get a crew of people who are just like, get on the show for the free rent and the lockdown? They're like, I can't work. <laughs> I mean, not that Japan is... I, at the time of recording, people me and Noel... Japan don't care. Me and... As of... Olympics are getting postponed. That's true. That might be a big instigating point. But we're recording this like mid-March 2020. And me and Noel, we haven't talked about it on air, but like we have both separately had the experience of all of our Japanese friends on social media are still acting like nothing's Yeah, wrong. they they go out in groups of ten 
go to the izakaya yeah. share cigarettes share food all my japanese music friends are posting videos from the club and it just looks like packed in there and and i mean i, I know that there's theories out there that like on the one hand japan might be less prone to it because sick people stay home and wear masks if they have to go out and i'm honestly scared i, I can't see what too. happens like a few weeks down the line because there's also the the theories out there about lack lack of testing in japan yeah but they finally did postpone the Olympics, so maybe now they'll stop pretending that they have less cases or whatever. Yeah, because that, that was one theory as to why they were not talking about it. But the Olympics have been pushed to 2021. They should rename the season Tokyo 2019-2020-2021. Yeah. And, and just drag it out for another year. wonder if Dio made it or is going to make it to the Olympics team. Can I be honest with you? Doubtful. I don't care anymore. That's true. I, there was a period of time where I was like, I would have been pumped if he was... In the Olympics, I don't, I'm, I honestly did not, he didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. He, that, he puts a bad name on an Olympian, honestly. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's what an Olympian is? Him? Yeah. A clout, a clout hound? A run of the mill fuck boy? A run of, R-O-T-M-F-B. <laughs> my favorite Run the Jewels album. <laughs> uh, well, shit, that, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. Um, I'm glad that we are caught up on podcasts because I want to meet these new cast members. Yeah. Um, shit, though. The turnover this season. Out of control. Keep tweeting, though. I'm loving the tweets. Yeah, keep tweeting at us. Noelle is... Uh, I got, I got nothing them. to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, are, you guys, every tweet helps Noelle survive another 12 hours of coronavirus quarantine boredom. So yeah. keep up the good work. Uh, pour one out for Emika and I guess Rio, if you care. And we'll do this again. Bye. I feel like I'm trying to hurt myself.